Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right, all right. This is uh, Elder G. Bazaar coming to you live, live from Warren, Ohio. This is Watchman on the Wall, End Time Global Link Ministry, calling on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the one that was, the one that is, and the one to come, the Almighty, the Everlasting Father. Good news, good news, good news. Jesus Christ died rose again from the dead on the third day morning, and he's coming back again to get a church. I'm talking about his church. I'm talking about the church that he purchased with his own blood. He's been working on the church for a long time, 2,000 years, the conception of the church. The church was conceived on the day of Pentecost when 120 people was in the upper room, and they were waiting for the promise of the Father. 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ told them, go back down in Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father, and I'm going to endue you with some power to be a witness to the uttermost parts of the earth. What, 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 what is the church for? The church is to witness to the world that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, that he died on Calvary's cross, that he stayed in the grave for three days and three nights, and that he got up on the third day morning with all power in heaven and earth. He said he was going to go away, and if he go away, he said he would come again, and now we're living in the very end-time message, and that is Watchman on the Wall, end-time global link ministry. Before we go into anything any further, let's bow our heads at this time. Oh, eternal Father, we thank you for this opportunity right now in the name of Jesus Christ, the one that died for us on Calvary's cross. We ask you right now, Lord, let your word go out as a mighty sword. Let it be spoken day and night. Let it be spoken in season, out of season. Let it be a sharp two-edged sword that it will cut down to the marriage, the son of the thoughts of men's heart, men's mind, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Let your Holy Spirit, through your shed blood, be upon this message tonight, that I may touch somebody with your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, this is Watchman on the Wall, End Time Global Link Ministry. This is Elder G. Bazaar. Amen. My brother will not be able to be with me tonight. He's on a working ship. That's Brother Tim Jackson. Amen. We thank him for being on with us, and I'll be on with him. Um, uh, He'll probably be on with me on Sunday. Amen, and we are going to go some more. We are not going to stop until the Lord says stop, and he ain't said stop yet, and what he want us to do, what he want the word to tell you, he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. Time is short. The day is far spent. The sun is going down, and the world now is in a, what, terrible mess. It's in a mess on top of a mess. And nobody can bring the world out of this condition but Jesus Christ. And if men don't receive him, if men don't be changed, if men don't repent from their sins and turn to the mighty God, God's wrath is going to fall on this planet. God's wrath is going to fall on this planet. God is angry at the wicked every day. And the reason why, listen to me now, 
the reason why the Lord will not destroy the world right now is because, listen, not because you're important, not because I'm important, but because Christ died for the sins of man. And the Lord was giving the world grace, grace, undeserved merit, love of God. God loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God will not destroy the world until the fullness of time come. And we're going to go into a judgment. We're going to go into a seven-year judgment, not the church. Church won't go through the tribulation period. The church will not, absolutely not, will not, I promise you, through the word of God, the church will not go through the tribulation period. In fact, the tribulation period was not made for the church. It was made for Israel. Israel, Israel, Israel has not turned to God. Israel needs to turn to God, and God's going to give them the seven last years of restoration. Israel back, bring, bring Israel back into the right relationship with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is the last time they will have an opportunity to, to accept Jesus Christ, and that will be done. That will be done. Glory be to God. The nation of Israel, a remnant shall be saved. A remnant shall be redeemed. A remnant shall acknowledge that Jesus Christ, the one that they crucified on the cross 2,000 years ago, amen, they will witness him on the top of the Mount Olive at the end, at the end of the tribulation period. Jesus Christ is going to, uh, is going to appear on top of the Mount of Olive. And he's going to bring the church with him, the church, the redeemed church, the blood-bought church, the sanctified church, the church that Jesus Christ purchased with his own blood. Christ is coming back to revive, restore, rejuvenate Israel and let them and let them know they will become the head of all nations, all nations. Israel will lead the nations into the millennium reign. Look, good God Almighty. Woo! God is going to take Israel and restore them and put them the head of all nations, and we will be, amen, learning from the Jewish nations in the time of the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. But right now, Israel is preparing to go back into the old sacrificial offerings because they still believe that Jesus Christ is going to come to Jerusalem. And guess what? He is, but it's not the true Christ. It's the Antichrist. The Antichrist will come before Jesus Christ comes back to this earth. I hope you can understand that. The Antichrist will arrive. He's already here on the planet. He's already ready to come on the scene. But he can't come on the scene until the removal of the body of Jesus Christ. And that's every born-again believer around the world. You hear what I said? The whole world. All believers, born, baptized believers, will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. What you saying, preacher? I'm saying that every nationality, 
on every continent. God got some Christian people. God got some redeemed ones. God got somebody on every continent on this planet right now that accepted him as Lord and Savior, and they have been baptized with the Holy Ghost, and they are doing God's work, and they are on fire for God. So don't you ever think, amen, that you're the only one, the little small group that you have or you, you're going with, that that's the only ones going to get to heaven because the only ones going to get to heaven and see Jesus Christ and live with Jesus Christ. You must be born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man be born again of the water and of the spirit, he cannot, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So church membership can't get you to heaven. Your good looks can't get you to heaven. Your money can't get you to heaven. Your prestige can't get you to heaven. Your color of your skin cannot get you to heaven. The only thing that can get you to heaven is the redemptive power in the blood of Jesus Christ, that he died and rose again, and he rose from the dead with all power in heaven and in earth in his hands. For the last 57 years I've been preaching this gospel, except a man repent, he shall likewise perish. My friends, I'm here to tell you we are living absolutely in the last days. Russia is getting ready. Ukraine is getting ready. Libya's getting ready. Germany's getting ready. Ethiopia's getting ready. Iran's getting ready. Persia's getting ready. All these nations are getting ready and preparing for World War Three. is on the horizon. Did you hear what I said? World War Three is on the horizon. But first, many things will take place in such a short time in the next seven years, it's going to be dynamite. It's going to be, amen, satanic powers influence this earth, and there's going to be a war getting ready to start in the Middle East. Watch what the Bible says, not what I say, because I ain't got nothing to say but through the word of God. If it ain't in the Bible, I don't want it. If it's in the Bible, I want it, and I want what this is. War is coming up. Putin is getting ready to test his nuclear missiles and his his, his bomb, you see, if they're working, he's, he's planning to do a, 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 a invasion on Israel. We got the Arab countries in the 83rd Division of Psalms. If you read that, amen, you will read in there where these nations will come against Israel and try to wipe them off the face of the earth. You hear what I said? I said the nations of the world is trying to wipe the Jewish people off the face of the planet. People don't get it. You better, you better, you better pay attention. You better pay attention because the nations of the world want to get rid of Israel. You can't get rid of Israel. Israel is here to stay. Israel is here to bring, bring the millennial reign. Israel is going to be the head of the nations during the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. My, 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 my. Man, where's the church at? Well, the church is on the earth now. We're almost at the end of the church age. The church age is almost done. We're in the church age of Laosidia. Laosidia. As church age, the lukewarm church age, the, 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 the hypocritical church age. 
Well, so-called Christian people have a form of godliness, but they ain't got no power. They're not looking for the second coming of Jesus Christ. They're not hoping in the second coming of Jesus Christ. They're not believing in the second coming of Jesus Christ. They got their minds on the world. They got their minds on good times. They got their mind on just going to church, going to church, taking collection, going to church, having programs, going to church, going to church, going to church, having Sunday school, going to church. The world is trying to tell us something. The world is saying, you're almost out of here. And Jesus Christ said exactly what it would happen in the days, in this present day, as the days in the the time of Noah. He said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. So shall it be when Jesus Christ comes. So what's going on? Israel has been a nation for over 70 years, 70 years. In 1948, one of the most fantastic Bible prophecy of eschatology that was fulfilled in 1948 was when Israel became a nation on May the 14th. 1948, Israel was back in the land. 25,000 Jews came back to Israel, and in 1948, they became a nation for the first time, for the first time in history. Over 2,600 years, they were scattered. They didn't have a homeland. They didn't have nowhere to go. They were scattered to the four corners of the earth until this present day, 1948, when I was four years old. I was born in 1944, and in 1948, Israel became a nation. And since then, woo, it's been fantastic. It's been fantastic because the Jews now have been in their land for 70 years, and they're prepared to do something that they've been hoping for for the last 2,600 years, and that is build a temple. Build a temple. Offer sacrifices and animals, turtle doves, red heifers, sheep, lambs, turtle doves. They want to go back into Judaism. Judaism is no longer affected. Judaism is no longer in power. The only thing and the only way that a man can be saved, the animal blood cannot save a human being. It takes another blood. It takes a a blood that was slain before the foundation of the world, and that 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 is the Lamb of God. Who is the Lamb of God? The Lamb of God is Jesus Christ, the only Lamb, the one Lamb, not two lambs, not three lambs, but one Lamb. Jesus Christ was was slain and hung on a tree. Went down into hell and preached to those in prison, got up on the third day morning. That's the slain lamb. And guess what? He died once and for all. And since then, saving, 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 saving souls. And yet still the world is still in a mess because majority of the population of the earth today, as people on this earth, is lost. They don't know Jesus Christ. You've got to know Jesus Christ in order to enter to the kingdom. You've got to know Jesus Christ in order to walk like him, talk like him, 
and do the things that he have done. Boy, what did he do? He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He cast out devils. He he changed people's lives like never before. And he told us when on the day of Pentecost, I want y'all to be a witness for me because I want you to represent me, and the church is not representing Christ today. Ooh, majority of the church folks is not representing Christ today. They got that form of God, but they don't have the, the love. They don't have the mercy. They don't have the witnessing spirit. They'll go out there and tell people how to live, and the only way you can live is through the blood of Jesus Christ. You cannot be sanctified. You cannot be set apart except by the blood of Jesus Christ. So what I'm telling you now, the Jews are back in their land. They're back in the land for a purpose. Purpose is, listen to this, this is the purpose of the Jewish people. The Jewish people are the people that God called to Abraham to be a witness for him on the planet Earth. Earth is the only place that these uh, 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 witnesses is going to be, and they are going to witness in the last days. They are going to tell the world exactly who Jesus Christ is because they are going to acknowledge the true Christ. But right now, they're in making of trying to bring the Antichrist on the scene, and he will come. He is here. He is in Western Europe. His name is not known international or national, but is known by the word of God exactly what's his name, what country come for, and how long he's going to reign on this earth. And when he comes, he's going to come on a peace platform. He's going to come trying to bring peace out of chaos. But let me tell you something. He's not going to do it. He's going to be a traitor. He's going to be a liar. He's going to be a murderer. He's going to be the beast. He's going to be the dragon. He's going to be the old serpent, the devil himself. And when he comes, the world is going to be amazed at this man. This man can make all the world dictators look like Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. This man is going to have power from Satan like never before because Satan is going to take control of this world for seven long years. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. Y'all are not listening. Jesus Christ, I know he's coming. He's coming in power and in great glory. The Antichrist is coming from Western Europe. The Antichrist is going to come and say that he is Jesus Christ when he will not be Jesus Christ. He is anti-God, anti-holy, anti-sanctified. He hates God. He resents God. He wants to take the place of God. He wants to be just like God. This is the same spirit that Lucifer had in heaven. He wanted to overthrow God in heaven, and he's still trying to overthrow God, and God is still in heaven, and it's Lucifer is still on earth, and the, the devil said, I'm going to get him, I'm going to get him, I'm going to rule the world. He still got it in his heart that he's going to rule the world, but he ain't going to rule nothing but the people on the planet, and that's what he's doing now. He's ruling people. He's controlling people. He's telling people what to do. People don't want to hear the word of the Lord. People don't want to hear the goodness of God. They don't want to hear the mercy of God. They don't want to hear the said blood of Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins because that, that irritates the devil because the devil knows that's the only way a man can be saved. Only way. Only way. No other way that a man could be born again. And if you haven't been born again, you need to accept Jesus Christ today. Right now. Not tomorrow. Right now. 
repent. Except a man repent, he shall likewise perish. If a man do not repent, you hear what I say? If a man don't turn from his evil ways and his evil doings and his low-down rotten living, if he don't turn from that and put his trust and his dependence upon the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of his soul, if his soul don't receive Christ before he die, he will bust hell wide open. Listen. He will bust hell wide open. How do you know? Because the Bible tells me so. The Bible tells me exactly who's going to be in hell. The Bible says in the 20, the Bible tells me Jesus Christ when he comes back, before he came back, he says exactly who is going to go to hell. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angel. It wasn't prepared for the human race. God did not make hell for the human race. He made hell for the devil and his angels. Why? Because they are, they are totally rejected by God forever. They cannot be redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ cannot redeem Lucifer. He cannot redeem, redeem demons and devils. He cannot redeem cohorts. He cannot do it. God cannot do it because Satan was anointed cherub, and he knew good from evil. He knew what he was doing, but he tried to do it believing by his beauty that he could overthrow God Almighty, the Almighty God, the one that made the heaven and earth, the one that self-existed, the one that came from nowhere. That's where he came from. He came from nowhere because he's everywhere, and since he's everywhere, there was nowhere for him to come. He is the eternal Yahweh. He is the eternal God himself. Don't need nobody else. And when he made man, he made man after his likeness and after his image and put him on his earth. And Satan didn't like it. Satan said, oh, he'll dethrone me. And now he's making something up. He's making human beings after his likeness and after his image. And, and, and he's making them higher than I am. And so I am going to eliminate the whole human family. But let me tell you something. He's a lying wonder. He's a lying wonder. He cannot prevail against the church. Jesus Christ said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell. You hear what I said? Hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, the church, listen to me now, the church is indestructible. The devil can't destroy me. Why? Because I'm born-again believer, sanctified. My salvation secure. God got me in the hollow of his hand. So Satan cannot destroy me. I'm indestructible. Every born-again saint of God is indestructible. Oh, yes, he may mess with that old flesh and mess with your attitude and mess with that, but he cannot touch your soul. Why? Because your soul is covered, wrapped up, tied up, washed up, 
in the blood of Jesus Christ, because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. I'm here to tell you, to let you know who's going to hell. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. In the book of Revelation, in the book of Revelation, let's get that chapter. Amen, amen, amen. Here it is. Here we go. Here we go. Twenty-first chapter of what? Revelation. These people are going to hell. Unregenerated people. People who do not know God. People who have never accepted Jesus Christ. People who are saying that they're Christians but never have repented of their sins. And listen to what John said in the 21st chapter. This is Bible. This ain't Brother Bazaar. Amen. Listen to what it says. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of the life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful, the fearful, the scaredy cat, people scared to get saved. People scared to get saved, they're cowards. They won't receive Christ. And they're fearful. They're unbelievers, those that don't believe that Jesus Christ is God Almighty in human flesh. God himself became man, came down on this earth, gave his own name, Jesus Christ. He named himself Jesus Christ. Jesus means Savior, and Christ means anointed. God in man. But the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, all these abominable things that man is doing upon the earth, Killing and murdering and homosexuality and all these uh, 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 transgender and baby killing and all this stuff that's going on on planet Earth right now is abominable to God. A proud look, selfishness, murder, all these abominable and murderers, murderers, people who kill and murder each other, and warmongers, men who are chasing women up and down the street, anywhere they can get their little goodies, anywhere that they can do low-down, undercurrent things. God said the whoremongers and the sorcerers, all the drug addicts, all all those that in participating with drugs and all kind of drinking, and he said, and idolaters, those that worship fame, those that worship Fame, those that worship idols, those that worship their car, those that worship their wife, those that worship paganism, all these sorcerers, drugs, and idolatry, and all liars. All liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is a sudden death. These are the people that are going to miss heaven. They're unbelieving because if you're an unbeliever, you belong to these 
abominables and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars. Who is a liar? Anybody that denied that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. In other words, they denied that Jesus Christ is God Almighty. They say that he really didn't die on the cross. They say he really didn't drop his head and bow and die. They say he didn't go to hell and got up on the third day morning. They say that's a bunch of hogwash. That's what the world is saying. And the world is spitting at it. The world is hanging it up. They're saying that's a waste of time. Well, look what happened. It says these liars, whoever denied that Jesus Christ is the Son of God is a liar because God sent his only begotten Son, and God can't lie. So it's not a lie. Jesus Christ is not a lie. Jesus Christ is the truth and the way and the life. And he said, no man can get to the Father. you got to come by me. You try to go by Buddha if you want to. You can go by Shintoism. You think you can go to heaven by Baptist or Presbyterian, the Church of God in Christ or the Church of God. If you think you're on the wrong track because there ain't no denomination, there's no occult, there's no new Jesus coming. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And he's coming back with power and with great glory and the whole heavens, the whole world is going to see him when he busts the sky open. But before he comes with the sky, let's go, go back. Let's go back to Israel. What are the Jews doing now? The Jews are building, getting ready to build a temple. This will be the third temple that they will, will build. Two temples have already been destroyed. One in 606 B.C. and one in, one in 70 A.D. That was destroyed. 70 A.D., from 70 A.D. until now, the Jews have never had a temple. They say, the Jews say, we got to have our temple. We are going to build a temple. We are going to restore Judaism, which is a lie. They cannot restore Judaism because Judaism is done. Jesus Christ didn't come to destroy the law, but he come to fulfill. And when Christ made that sacrifice on Calvary's cross, he fulfilled the law. So now we're not under the law. We're under grace and truth. Woo! Grace and truth means that you deserve to go to hell, but God loves you so much that he gave you his only begotten son that you can go to heaven. That's grace. Every human being, every human being deserves to go to hell, but God said, I love you so much. I love you so much. I'm, 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 I'm infatuated with my human family. I, I want to save them. And the only way God knows, God ain't got no other way to save a human being from sin but himself. And he became flesh, that he dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory of the only begotten Son. Jesus Christ says, I hate sin. I, God says, I hate sin. I hate sin so much. And I know what sin will do to the human race. Sin will send them to hell. They'll burn in hell if I don't come down and redeem them. In order for me to redeem them, I got to become man. God had to become man, a God-man, God in the flesh. Woo! But when he was born, he was born not of flesh and blood, but he was born by the will of God. God, God Almighty entered into Mary's womb. You hear what I said? God, by the Holy Ghost, impregnated Mary with himself and stayed in Mary's womb for nine months. 
and Mary carried baby Jesus for nine months, and when the nine months was up, he was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wrapped in swaddling clothes. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many receive him, he give them power to become the sons of the living God. And the Jews came, the salvation came to the Jews first. And the Jews rejected Jesus Christ. And by him rejecting, by the Jews rejecting Jesus Christ, God said, I'm going to have to cut them off. I'm going to have to cut them off. And by him cutting them off, the only way that he could cut them off is that he said in the book of Daniel, that I would dwell and I would deal with Israel for 490 years. 490 years God dealt with Israel. 490 years God said, I'm going to deal with Israel. And guess what? When they came back to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, Nehemiah, and and building the temple, they tell me they built that second temple. And they said, God said, I'm going to deal with you. I'm going to let you build the streets of Jerusalem. I'm going to let you restore Jerusalem. And then uh, after that, I'm going to cut you off seven years short. Seven years short, exactly, is what happened on the day that Jesus Christ rolled through Jerusalem on the coat of an ass. And when he rolled on the, through the coat of an ass, that's the time that Jesus, God himself, cut the Jews off 483 years, and he cut them off. And he said, before before I rejoin you back in, I'm going to engraft the church in. And the church was engrafted with Israel, and that is what you call the church that Jesus Christ purchased with his own blood until 30, 30, about 34 A.D. until this present day, the church has been on this earth that's consistent of every nationality known to the human race. Every nationality. God loves everybody. God loves everybody. Jesus Christ came to his own first the Jew. And the Jew said, we don't want him. And by them rejecting Jesus Christ, God said, I'm going to cut y'all off seven years. I will have to owe you to fulfill the 490 years. 483 years were fulfilled when Jesus absolutely came to Jerusalem, wrote and rolled on the coat of an ass, that's when the Jews were cut off. When they were cut off, within 12 years later, the church, the Gentiles, was grafted into the church. And now the church is mostly consistent of Gentiles, but yet still the Jews is the one that were born again. They are part of the church. Israel is a nation. Israel is not separate from the church. Is that the Israel is a nation and the church is a body of Christ. Same Jesus, same Christ, same resurrection, same death, same Jesus. Because he said this same Jesus that you see go up is going to come back in like manner. So what's going on now? The church age is almost over. Laodicea, the lukewarm church. The condition of this church 
was miserable. How miserable were they? Let's see what the scripture says, what condition this church was in. The church of Laodicea. The 14th verse of the third chapter of Revelation. This is the last church age. This is the last church age just before Christ comes. Listen what John writes. And into the angel, the pastor of the church of Laodicea, things says the amen. The faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that thou art neither cold or hot. I would thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, half-hearted, hypocrites, neither cold or hot, I will spew you. I will spew thee out of my mouth. Jesus says this church is a hypocritic, unregenerated people who confess Christ but have never had a divine relationship through the blood of Jesus Christ in their life. So they have a form of godliness that ain't got no power, power to witness to people, power to love people, power to be an instrument for people to show them how they live, no power in their life. They live any kind of way. They say any kind of thing. Yet still they call themselves a Christian. But you cannot be a Christian unless you know Jesus Christ. If you have been been born again, you are not a Christian. You are either a sinner or you are playing a hypocrite. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what it says. Because thou says I am rich, increased with goods, and have need of nothing. And know not that thou art wretched, you're wretched, you're miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. You're wretched lost, you're miserable in your condition of your life, you're poor in spirit, and you're blind, you can't see, and you're naked. You're naked because you don't have no clothes on. You don't have no clothes on. Spiritual nakedness. You don't have nothing on. And since you don't have nothing on, you're spiritually naked. There's physical nakedness, and then there's spiritual nakedness. If you don't know Christ, if you haven't been baptized with the Holy Ghost, if you have not been washed in the blood of the Lamb, you are spiritual naked. When you stand by God, when you stand before God, before the great white throne, listen to what I'm saying. When you stand before God at the great white throne of all the wicked dead that died, you are going to be spiritual naked. The only way you can be clothed is by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
And those that have been born again, those that have been saved, those that have been sanctified, those that are filled with the love of God, when the rapture of the church comes, the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. In other words, he's going to remove the body of the church from the earth, and we will stand before the judgment seat of Bema. That's where all the born-again believers will be judged for their works, not for their sins, but for their works, because their sins have been washed in the blood, so now your works will be judged. What did you do, or what are you doing for Christ? After you receive salvation, then you can start working. You're working for the Lord. You ain't working for salvation. You're working because of Christ in you does the works. The life that I now live is not I that lives it, but Christ that lives in me. So I'm working through Christ. If you're not saved, you can't work through Christ. If you're not saved, then you can't approach the judgment seat beamer. You will be left here when the rapture occurs. When the rapture occurs, the only ones that's going to disappear, the only ones that are going to be removed from the earth, the only ones that's going to get out of the graves is those that know Jesus Christ and have been baptized with the Holy Ghost. If you don't have the Holy Ghost in you, if you don't have Christ in you, if you have been washing the blood, you will stay in your grave, and those that remain alive will stay on earth, and they will have to face the great enemy of your soul, the Antichrist. He will arrive in a form of peace. He will arrive and say that he is Jesus Christ, and he will do miracles. He will make predictions. He will rule the world for seven years. The seven years are the ones the one seven years will be the conclusion of the 490 years that God said, I'm going to deal with the Jewish people. So he already dealt with them at the cross for 483 years, and they were cut off. Now, when the removal of the church comes, he's going to go back to the Jew to get them restored. He's going to restore them, and they're going to play a very, a very, a very important job that they have to do. They got to preach the gospel of what? Not the gospel of grace, but the gospel of the kingdom. They're going to preach the millennial kingdom then. They're going to tell the world that Jesus Christ died and rose again and is coming back this time to set up the millennial kingdom. Because the first time he came, they wanted him to destroy Rome and set up the theocracy government and let God rule. And God said, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to first, amen, come to my people because they need salvation. And since the Jews rejected the salvation of Jesus Christ, he went to the Gentiles. Now the Gentiles only had it for uh, 2,000 years, and God said, now the Gentiles is about through. I'm going back to the Jews. I owe the Jews. Uh-oh, good God Almighty. Look at here. God said, I owe. I owe. I owe Israel. I owe them seven years. I owe them seven years because these are the seven years that will complete their restoration. 
this is the seven years that I'm going to deal with them. And at the end of the seven-year tribulation, the Jews will recognize, they will recognize who the Messiah is. But before they recognize who the Messiah is, they got to go through seven years of tribulation, and the last three and one-half years is going to be hell on earth. Hell on earth. Because Satan will actually try to eliminate the people of God. That means both Christians and Jews will be in danger of their life during the last part of the seven-year tribulation. That's because of the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is already here, my friends. It's here. It's in the system. It's in the computer chip. It's in, it's in YouTube. It's in Twitter. It's in uh, 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 all the new modern technology. Man is getting ready to brand the human race with a chip in their forehead or a chip in their right hand. And this chip represents authority to buy and sell. If you don't have the chip, you cannot buy or sell. You cannot take part in the industrial, the economical, or the religious, or the financial realm. You must receive the mark in order in order to have privilege to buy and sell. And the world said, man, you mean to tell me if I don't bow down to Lucifer, if I don't bow down to the devil, and if I don't worship Satan, he is going to slay me and kill me with the power of the guillotine, which will be used during the tribulation period, because the tribulation period will be a great slaughter. A great slaughter. A great slaughter will hit the earth. But before the great slaughter comes, there must be there must be a rapture. The rapture cannot come until the fullness of time. A lot of people thought it was going to come this past September. I was looking for Jesus Christ to rapture the church this past year. I was. I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't have no date or no time, but I know the rapture, the rapture month is September. That's the rapture month right now. I don't know what day or what hour it's going to be in, but the rapture month is September, between September and October. And this October, when when, when they got those five red heifers, man, my, my soul was on fire. Oh, man, I was all over there because nobody didn't know it. I didn't, I didn't go telling nobody because they were saying, you crazy. You don't lost your cotton-picking mind. You simple, Simon. You believe in all that old stuff in the Bible, the rapture and the tribulation period and the mark of the beast and all. You believe that crap, man. That ain't up. How can I not believe in it? It's already here. It's here. The crypto dollar, the computer chip, the credit cards. Everything is going digital. It's coming to a point where money is going to be annihilated. It's coming to a point as grocery stores and shelves will be empty because 
Ain't nobody putting no food on the shelf. Ain't nobody doing like they used to. Why? Because there's a food shortage and there's an economical problem. There's a recession and there's everything is going haywire. Men are continuing on with their foolishness and trying to get rid of the word of God. They're trying to get rid of Christians. They're trying to get rid of the Jews. But Jesus Christ said, y'all get to forget about it because these people are going to turn the world upside down. The church, my God, I hate to say this, going to fail God, the church has. That includes me. I have failed God, but God still loves me. He knows I, know I still love me. The church has not done and finished its mission, and I doubt if it will, because preachers today are not preaching Christ. They're not preaching Christ. They're not preaching love. They're not preaching joy. They're not preaching sanctification and justification. They're not preaching living for Christ and Christ only. They're not preaching good good moral values. They're not preaching good spiritual values and believing that Jesus Christ just didn't save you for nothing. He saved you from hell. That's the biggest. And then he saved you to serve him, to win others, to encourage others, to lift up others, and to, and to rebuke all abominable sins that you know that is contracted against God's word. Ain't no way a sinner going to go to heaven. Ain't no way a hypocrite going to go to heaven. Ain't no way nobody goes to heaven unless, woo, unless they come to Jesus Christ and repent. Repent means to turn 180 degrees the opposite way from hell. you got to turn from south to north up. And the world said, I don't need to turn. I'm all right. I, I, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't lie. I don't steal. I don't do none of those things. But you're still a sinner. You're born in sin. You're shaped in iniquity. Did your mother conceive you? Ain't nobody born with wings. Ain't nobody born with no halo around. Let me tell you, we all have seen and come short of the glory of God. I ain't got no nerve to pat myself on the back and tell you that I'm better than you because I'm not better than you. The only thing that's different between a sinner and a saint is that a sinner, ooh, don't know Jesus Christ. And a saint knows Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ lives inside of that soul, inside that body, in that soul. And the Bible says, whoever confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died and rose again and got out of the grave in three days and three nights, the same as shall be saved. But you got to make a turn. You got to have a broken heart and a contrite spirit for sinning against a holy God. And God is holy before he made man. He's holy now. And when man is dead and gone, God will still be holy. God cannot change from holy to unholy. He's got to have holiness. He's got to have holiness. And the only way that you can have holiness is through his blood. You cannot go around and talk about because you don't smoke and you don't run around and you don't gamble you, and, and, and say you're good enough to go to heaven. You're not good enough. I'm not good enough to go to heaven just by what I don't do. The only way I can get to heaven is I got to fall on my knees and repent of my sins and confess my sins and live for God and love God. Uh-oh. Love God with what? 
all your mind, all your soul, all your spirit, all you you got. Love God more than anything. Love him more than yourself. Love him more than your car, your children. Love him more than more than more and love him and love him and love him and love him. Love to obey him. Love to do his work. Love to see him. Love to live with him forever. Love to have peace forever. That's what I'm going for. I'm going for Jesus Christ. And the world is saying, oh, people have been talking about that for the last 2,000 years. But now we're living in the last days. The Bible says in the last days, many things have transpired. Many things have transpired. One of, one of the things that will transpire, there will be a whole lot of innocent killings. Innocent killings. What's that? Innocent blood. Innocent blood is slaying babies, killing babies. And now we got porn, porn, child pornography. We got sacrifices to idols. People drinking blood, people eating flesh, people doing all kinds of wicked deeds and dastardly, abominable before God. We're living in the last days. He said the adultery will be on the increase. Adultery, the breaking up of the family, is going, seems like it's going to the dog. Nobody, very few, stay together. Maybe you might find a few stay together for 40, maybe 50 maybe 60 years, but now people are married and giving into marriage, and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. That's a warning that Jesus Christ is coming soon. Our youths are gone mad. They're all caught up in this old crazy music that come out of the pits of hell. All this is stuff that come out of the pits of hell. And the reason why is because the devil knows he ain't got nothing but a short time, and he's trying to, woo. He's trying to get anybody he can. In the book of where we at, Revelation. Revelation. First three chapters of Revelation, the church age is covered. Seven churches. Seven churches. Church of Ephesus. Church of Samaritan. Church of Pergamos. Church of Thyatira. Church of Laodicea. No, the Church of, of Sardis. The Church of Laodicea, all five, only five, only five did not even pass the test. Only two, God gave them appraisal. And that was the Church of Smyrna and the Church of Philadelphia. The Church of Smyrna represents the persecuted church. The Church of Philadelphia is the brotherly love church. Wherever you see the love of God, God is there. Wherever you see love and mercy and goodness, God is there. Wherever you see uh, 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 hospitality and people loving one another and people helping one another out of a pure heart, God is there. But God is not in confusion and strife and backbiting and hating and lying and cheating and all that stuff. That is not of God. That is of the devil, and he is working all up in the church now. And they call it they call it being born again. Well, you are lying with them. You can't serve two masters. Either you hate one, love the other, or love one and hate the other. Jesus Christ said, before I come back, the world is going to be in a pitiful shape. And today it is in a pitiful shape. Diseases are spreading everywhere. People don't know uh, 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 if they're going to wake up in the morning. 
killings and murders all over the planet, dynamite, atomic bombs, neutron bombs, missiles, dirty bombs, people killing each other, murdering each other. And they did that in the days of Noah. And Noah said, I got to build a boat. I got to build a boat. I got a message from the creator says, build a boat and make it so many cubits high, so many cubits wide, and so many cubits long, and I will give you 120 years to build this boat because I'm going to cause a flood to come up on the earth and I'm going to destroy all flesh. I'm going to eliminate all flesh. He told Noah to get your family together, get your daughter-in-law together, get your son together, and I will give you a period of time to build this boat. And while you build it, Noah, I want you to preach. I want you to preach that I'm going to cause it to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. I'm going to cause it to rain all day and all night. And I'm going to flood the whole round world. I'm going to eliminate the wickedness that man is doing up on the planet. I'm going to lay it down, and I'm going to give Lord the power to build a boat. I'm going to give Lord the power to preach the word and tell the people, except they repent and come on the boat, they're going to perish, and they laugh. They heckle. They jackal. They made fun of Noah. They said, the old bald-headed fool, you ain't got no nerves. You, you a wimp. You talking about flooding. You talking about rain. By the way, we've never seen rain. What is rain? Where did it come from? Who can do it? God knows. He told Noah, I'm going to cause it to rain. Noah knew it. He knew it was going to rain. And guess what? He built the boat. When he built the boat, took him 120 years. After he had got the boat built, God told Noah to call all the animals two by two and the cleans by seven. I want you to call every animal that I made and put them on the boat. And I want you, your family, your daughter-in-laws to get on the boat. And when you get through billing, I'm going to make sure I give the population the opportunity to come on the boat. Seven days, God left the boat open. That whosoever will, just let them walk on in. You hear what I said? Walk on in. Turn from the wickedness that was up on the face of the earth and walk on in. And did you not know? Did you not know out of the billions of people that was on the planet at that time because they was multiplying fast and they would live long, they would live like 800, 900, they live like 300, 400, 500 years old and, 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 and their body wouldn't be deteriorated. And they tell me out of all those people, that seen the ark, heard the ark, knew what was going on. Don't you know only eight souls 
eight souls got saved. Eight people out of billions of people. And when they shut that ark, I believe in a few hours it began to rain. It rained on a Monday. It rained on a Tuesday. It rained on a Wednesday. It rained on a Thursday. It rained on a Friday. And it rained on Saturday. It rained 40 days and 40 nights. And the water from underneath the subterranean, God busted it open. And water came up out of the earth and water came down on the earth. And it rained for 40 days straight. And there was no weather report. Only one weather report. Lord knew what it's going to be. Rain. What is it tomorrow? Rain. What is the next day? Rain. For 40 days. And when it started raining at the Pacific time, they tell me the people begin to look for higher ground. But it kept on raining. They looked for higher ground. kept on raining. Some start swimming towards the ark. But they didn't make it. They were telling Noah, please let me in, let me in. Too late. Too late. Too late. About 4,000, almost 5,000 years later, Jesus Christ walked this earth. And he said, in, in, the, in, the, in my second coming, I'm going to cause it. The earth itself not to be stored by water no more. The next time I'm going to rain fire. And he said, Jesus, this is what Jesus said. As it was in the same days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man comes. So when Jesus Christ comes back to this earth, the same condition that Noah was in, the world is going to be in that same condition because people are laughing. People are laughing now at the return of Christ. Huh, they say, it's a bunch of hogwash. I don't believe in that stuff. That stuff belongs to little old ladies and crippled people. I belong to the eccentric people. It ain't going to rain fire. It ain't going to do this. It ain't going to happen. And yet still, the world says, they've been talking about it so long until I've just got weary of it. I'm just tired of hearing about it. I ain't going to believe it's coming, but that's the minute that Jesus Christ will come. Because in that day, there was a sex explosion. And in the days of Noah, was a sex explosion in the days of Jesus Christ and even today, 2022, there's a sex explosion. People have gone mad. People are doing every low-down, dirty thing with sex like it is normal. It is not normal. It's abnormal. People are taking drugs. They're lying. They're cheating. They're incest. They are eating flesh. They are drinking blood. They are worshiping demons. They are calling out seances. 
and they are doing wicked things as it was in the days of Noah. They're marrying and giving into marriage. They're building, they're eating, they're drinking, they're lying, they're cheating, they're doing everything until the day that Jesus Christ split the sky. And when he split the sky, he's going to go from the east to the west, to the west, to the north. They're going to split it wide open. And Jesus Christ is coming back to this earth because when he comes when he comes to rapture the church, he does not come to the earth. He's suspended in midair in the heavenlies. But when he comes back at the end of the tribulation period, he's coming back with the church of the living God. And he's going to be riding a white horse, and the saints of God will be riding with him Coming back to earth to set up the millennial kingdom and the Jews will have accepted Jesus Christ and the remnant of Israel will be saved and the Lord is going to take us on into the millennial reign. But before that happens, guess what's going to happen? The Jews got to preach the gospel. You hear what I said? The Jews got to preach the gospel and they are going to preach it. We're in the Bible that it says that Jews are going to preach the gospel of the kingdom. In the book of the seventh chapter of Revelation, that's where it's found. It's found in the fourth, the seventh chapter, where John said, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, getting ready to hold back the tribulation and the judgment of God coming. He said, wait a minute, don't, don't hold it back. Hold it back until I seal. Until I seal. Good God Almighty. Listen, what is he going to seal? He's going to seal 144,000 Jews, male Jews, men. And what are these, what are these people going to do? What are these men going to do? They are going to evangelize the whole world. They are going to be seen worldwide, worldwide, all over the world through YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. They are going to say that Jesus Christ is coming back to set up the millennial kingdom and the, the Antichrist will try to eliminate these people, which he probably will. But they are going to get the message out and the Gentiles are going to hear it, the Jews are going to hear it, and it's going to be so powerful that after they get through preaching, woo, after they get through preaching, after they get through preaching, they preach three and one half years. That's 1,200. And 60 days, when they get through preaching, the world will hear the gospel of the kingdom from the Jewish people. It will be so powerful that John said, I saw a number that no man can number. As many as the sands of the sea that you can't number, what are these? These are called the tribulation saints. These are called the saints of God, the ones that missed the rapture, 
but they got saved during the preaching of the 144,000. You talking about preaching, they're not going to preach prosperity. They're not going to preach uh, a position in the church. They're not going to preach re- Banqueting. They are not going to preach nothing but the unadulterated word of God that Jesus Christ is coming back to set up the millennial kingdom for three and one half years. That's 1,260 days every day, 24 7. Y'all don't hear me. You ain't listening. This is what God's getting ready to do. He's getting ready to what? Give the Jews the last seven years. And this Antichrist will be so mad, he won't know what to do. And by the way, where is this Antichrist? Where is this man of sin? Where is this, where is this son of perdition? Where is this your man that the Jews are looking for? Well, let's see what Daniel said. Daniel said, He's coming from Western Europe. Western Europe is found in the Middle East. To Europe, Daniel said, I saw ten toes, I saw ten horns, I saw ten kings, and I saw Ten toes, ten horns, ten kings, and there's another ten. I saw the ten horns. I saw the ten toes. I saw the ten kings. I saw the other ten. And these ten, now listen to what I'm saying. The ten horns, the ten toes, and the ten king. King represent kingdom. Horns represent authority. Ten toes represent last days. Last days. And the ten crowns represent authority. So you got crowns, which represent authority. Horns represent power. Toes represent last days. Last days. And by that, we get the ten horns. Now, here are the ten horns, the ten crowns, the ten kings, and the ten toes. The first three toes, I'll use the toes because toes is last days. The ten toes, here's the first three toes. The first three toes is Denmark, Britain, and Ireland. That's 1948. That happened in 1948. I was four years old. That's the forming of the last days, ten horns, ten ten toes, ten kings, which is NATO. NATO, NATO means North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Satan is forming these kingdoms in which the Antichrist will have power over in the process of time. So 1948 was the beginning of the Ten Toes, which was the same year Israel became a nation. In 1952, three more toes came because we're coming to the last days now. Three more 
Coles King, Luxembourg, Netherlands, and Belgium. 1952, these three tolls came, which made six tolls, forming the last days, 1952. 1952, we had six tolls. 1973, was Germany, France, and Italy. That's nine tolls. Nine tolls formed in the process from 1948 to 1973. About seven years later, or eight years later, another toll came. And that toll was the tenth toll. The tenth toll is Greece. Greece made ten tolls which was fulfilled in 1981. From 1981 to 1986, another toe or another horn or another key or another crown came in existence. Each one of these toes represent a country. And the last country that was in was Greece. So that's ten horns. And then Daniel, my God, my God, Daniel, the prophet, Daniel, the judge, Daniel that was in Babylon said, out of these ten toes, I see another little horn. I see the little horn. And this little horn had eyes and a mouth that spoke great things against the Most High. This is found in the book of Daniel. In fact, I'm going to get that for you. And you can follow up on it after I come off the air. In the book of Daniel, the seventh chapter, Amen. Let's get with it. Let's get with it. Let's get with it. All right. Here we go. All right. Let's go to the seventh chapter, the eighth verse. There's a lot to read there, but I'm just going to read there where it says, and Daniel said, and Daniel said, and Daniel said, I consider the horns. So there's there's your horns. There's your R-N-S. That's the ten horns. And behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes, like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking great things. All right. You got that now. I know you got that. That's that's, that's an eighth verse. I saw these horns come up. I saw this eleventh horn come up. I saw this eleventh horn come. Who is eleventh horn? Who is it? Is it? I'm just going to name some countries and see what what you think. And then I'm going to name the last one, which I know he's coming from. 
Let's go to China. No, nothing in China. Taiwan? No. How about Japan? No. Because this country is not among the Ten Horns. How about America? No. Uh, how about South America? No. How about Mexico? No. How about uh, Israel? No. How about uh, Arab? How about Egypt? No. No, 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 no. None of these countries came amongst the Ten Horns. So what country in the world today that's among these ten horns. Check it out. Go to the World Botanica or go down to the Wikipedia, a Psychopedia, and it will tell you. The eleven horn. Get a grip of this now because you're going to see something come out after a while in 2023. You're going to see some things happening like never before. What country came in power of the Ten Horns? The country is Spain. S, capital S, P A I N. Spain is the eleven horn that come up amongst the other ten horns. Now, if you look at Spain and see where Spain is located, the Rock of Gibraltar stands between uh, Morocco and Spain. Spain is the one that's on the Mediterranean Sea. Look at the other 10 countries and see what condition they're in and where they're located. They are above Spain, sitting on the top of Spain, which in a picture form represent the ten horns that the Antichrist will have up on his head. And the Bible tells me the eleventh horn is the horn in which Spain will be the place where the Antichrist will arrive. Oh, my God. This is plain biblical principles. Bible writing. Critical Psychopedia and the Botanica Psychopedia got all this information in it, exactly. And out of Spain comes a dictator called Generalissimo Franco. 1931 to 1975, he ruled Spain. Generalissimo got old, but before he got old in 1938, he went to Rome, Italy, and in Rome, Italy, there was a man named Don Juan, and Don Juan had a son which was named Juan Carlos. Juan Carlos took control of Spain in 1975. Good God Almighty, listen to you. In 1975, Juan Carlos took charge of Spain and ruled it until 2014. Juan Carlos got old, but Juan Carlos had a son, and his son is named King Felipe. 
King Philippi. That's one Carlos son descended from the throne of David. He became king of Spain June of 2014 until 2022. He is still king. He is 55 years old. He rules Spain now, and he is the head of the 10 European countries called NATO, which is the last day, 10 told, of the book of Daniel. Daniel saw this 606 B.C., and he reached all over to 2,600 years, talking about 2022. It's 2022 now, and we're going into 2023, and Spain now is barely coming up out of obscurity and being restored, and King Felipe is, not was, not trying to be, is the Antichrist. His father was the tip of the iceberg because his father went to Jerusalem back there in the 70s, 80s, and the Jews initiated him as being the king of Jerusalem. Oh, my God. And Juan Carlos placed his son in the position of king of Spain, placed him as a king of Jerusalem. And now the Jews saying that they know exactly who the Antichrist is, and one of the high-ranking rabbis has said he already talked to him. I don't know if that's true or not. It could be true because I can go to Spain right now, get me a ticket on a plane, get my passport, and go to Madrid, Spain, and ask them, can I speak to King Felipe? And if I speak to him, I'm looking at the Antichrist face to face. He's ready to come. He's ready to come. And his qualifications is outstanding. He knows 10 different languages. He's been in three air forces. He ruled Spain from 2014 until 2022, and he's still king. He is not that old, 55 years old. He's strong, and guess what his height is? Listen to this. His height is six foot. He's six feet, six, six inches tall. He has six letters in his name. He has six royal names, and each one of them got six letters in it. If you would add them up, you would get 666. The mark of the beast is here. He will claim, listen, he will claim that he is Jesus Christ. And the Jews are doing something now. And what are they doing? They're building the temple. Are they getting ready to build a temple? Why are they going to build a temple? They're building the temple 
for the Antichrist. And who's going to give them position to, to build a temple? When the Antichrist come on the scene, he's going to give them position and give them the right to rebuild a temple. And when he give them the right for the Jews to rebuild a temple, they're going to claim that he is Jesus Christ. And he's going to sign a covenant with Israel. Listen to what Paul says in the book of Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians. He said, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together into him. Now, this is the rapture here. Listen to what it says. That's Second Thessalonians. Second chapter. Now we beseech you, brothers, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, by our gathering, what? The church gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, nor be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that day of Christ is at The day of Christ is at hand. Christ is getting ready to rapture the church. How do I know? Because it says in the third verse, let no man deceive you. Let no man deceive you. Don't let no man make a fool out of you. Listen to what it says. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a fallen away person. A fallen away from what? A fallen away from the Christian faith. People are denied the Christian faith. There ain't number one faith, faith in Jesus Christ. There's no thing as Baptist faith, Catholic faith. Ain't no such thing. That's abominable. The only faith that man can have is faith in Jesus Christ. Anything else is not faith. Jesus Christ, what, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me show you something here. Let's go to when we get back to that temple. Let's go to uh, Hebrews here. Let's go to Brother Hebrews and see what Hebrews said. In the book of Hebrews at the 12th chapter. All right, here we go. 12th chapter. In the book of Hebrews, there's one faith, one faith, not two, not three, not Baptist, not the Presbyterian, not the Muslim, not not the, the Mormonism. No, that ain't faith. That's the denomination. Here's what faith is. Looking into who? Looking into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You hear what I'm saying? Jesus Christ is the author and finisher of my faith. Not the faith of a denomination, because that's not faith. Faith is, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
you must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder for those that generally seek him. So if you're seeking the Baptist faith, the Presbyterian faith, the Church of God in faith, the Muslim faith, Jehovah's Witness, ain't no such thing. Jesus Christ is the one that died on the cross for your sins. He's the one that hung high and they stretched him wide. He's the one that went down in the grave and preached to those in prison. He's the one that got up on the third day morning with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. He's the one that ascended up into heaven and told the disciples to go back down to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. He is the one that sits on the right-hand side of the Father right now, making intercision for you. And not that who faith you, what you put your faith at? If it ain't in Jesus Christ, you're damned. For without faith, you cannot please God. Without faith, you just are nothing. In our faith, you just ain't moving nowhere. Listen to what it said. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come. Church folks are falling away from the cross. They don't take the cross a priority of their life. The first thing in my life is the cross of Christ. Oh, what he done for me. Oh, he took my place on Calvary. Oh, he went down in the grave for me. Oh, he got up on the third day for me, not only for me, but for the whole round world. And if the whole round world reject Jesus Christ, then the whole round world will die and go to hell. But thank God, thank God, somebody, somebody, somebody said the other day, I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. So come on now. Your trust is in Jesus Christ. Not the preacher, not the deacon, not the sister, not your money, not your looks, not your car, not your children. No, your faith is in Jesus Christ, God's son, God himself in the flesh. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come. The day of judgment is not going to come until there be a fallen away. A fallen away from the truth. Fallen away from moral values. Fall away from the church. Fall away from Bible reading. Falling away from praying, falling away from sanctification, falling away from justification. You do anything you want to do. Don't worry about putting your faith in Jesus Christ. Because if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you're going to have to have a change. And if you get a change, you're going to pass from death to life. And seems like people today love more death than they do life. And Jesus said, I am... I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the Father but by me. Oh, don't let no man deceive you, except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin, that man of sin, the Antichrist, shall be what? Revealed. Revealed. It's going to be revealed. The son of perdition. The Antichrist is prediction, is hellbound. This is an instrument that Satan is going to use to fool the world and believing that this Christ, this false Christ is coming, is truly Jesus Christ. When it is not Jesus Christ, it's the false Christ. It's the Antichrist. How do I know he's the Antichrist? Because number one, let's go to number, verse number four. Number four says, who opposes and exalts himself. Above all, this Antichrist will exalt himself above all. That is called God. Anybody that say they God, the Antichrist said, I'm above him. I'm above. And, 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 and he wants to rule 
like God. Now listen, who opposes exalts himself, all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God will sit in what? Wait a minute. In what? Sat in the temple of God. Where is the temple at? Jews today, 2022, looking forward and building the temple by 2023. They're looking forward to it. They, get, they got the priests ready. They got the five red heifers. They got the animals. They got the, the, the vessels. They got the Ark of Covenant that they're going to put inside the temple. And this year, Antichrist is going to come and oppose and exalt himself above all that is called God, uh, that is worship, so that he has God, sitting in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. He wants to be like God. Satan going to use this man's body, and he's going to incarnate himself in this man's body and use him and say to the world, I'm going to sit in the Jewish temple. I'm going to desecrate the Ark of the Covenant. I'm going to remove the Covenant of the Ark. I'm going to be God. I am God. I'm going to rule the world like God, and I want everybody to bow down to me, and he's going to do this because the Jews are getting ready to build the temple. Where you been? Wake up, world. Wake up, church. Wake up, preacher. Wake up, deacon. Wake up, choir member. Wake up, prayer meeting warrior. Come on. What are you waiting for? You need to repent and start telling somebody, you better get your heart together. You better get your soul right. You better get your spirit right. You better get your faith right because there's only one faith, one baptism, and one heaven and one hell. And a lot of people are making a choice to go to hell because hell is a broad way. Heaven is a narrow way. Jesus Christ said, God is the way that leads to the life, and they tell me leads to death, and many shall go in there because narrow is the gate, and straight is the way that leads to life, and very few will we'll find it. Let me tell you something. A lot of folks going to hell. A lot of folks going to hell. Not because I say so, because I ain't got no heaven to hell to put you in. I ain't got no heaven here to put nobody in. But Jesus said, very few are going to find it. Very few are going to find eternal life. Because they're trying to play the hypocrite. They're trying to play half and half. They want part of the world and part of heaven, part of the world and part of the heaven. You can't have nothing but one or the other. And majority of the people want hell. I mean, people today saying, I don't care if I go to hell. I'm going to enjoy this, man. Shoot. I'm going to enjoy this woman. I'm going to get all I can get and get what I can't get. If I can't get no more, I get something. something. I'm going to smoke until I look like smoke. I'm going to drink until I look like water. I'm going to take drugs. I don't care. I'm going to have my party, brother. I ain't thinking about no hell. I ain't thinking about no hell. That's where the world is going. But the Antichrist is coming from the Antichrist name is King Philippi. Fifty-five years old. He is waiting in the way. He cannot come on the scene. He cannot come on the scene. Listen. He cannot come on the scene until the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is raptured up. 
in a moment of a twinkling of one eyelid. The dead in Christ shall rise, and we that remain alive shall be called to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we be with the Lord forevermore. And the Bible says, comfort one another with these words. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But the temple is getting ready to be built. And if the temple is getting ready to be built, what do you think the Antichrist is waiting for? He's just a short way off. He may be a few months off. He may be a year off. But let me tell you, it's so close. It's so close. It's so close. It boggles my mind. And I know if you don't know nothing about it, or don't, uh, 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 preachers are not preaching about it, it'll tear your mind up because time is short and the day is almost over. When President Trump told the world, I'm going to make Jerusalem the capital of Israel, that was a point to let you know the Antichrist is not far And as soon as he got in there, he said, take the embassy from Tel Aviv and bring it to Israel. And now the capital of Israel is Jerusalem. And that's the city in which the king of kings shall return. Because if if Jerusalem is not the capital of Israel, that would have a hindrance of Jesus Christ coming back. But he got it right now. Jerusalem is the capital because Jerusalem, oh, that beautiful city, that city that has false prophets running through. Everything don't ran through Jerusalem. But it's still a holy city because that's the city where Jesus Christ was born. That's the place of Bethlehem and Judea. And he was raised there. He healed there. He walked on the water there. He fished there. He did everything that a man never done. And somebody said, who is he? He's a son of God. He's God Almighty in the flesh. Yeah, he's God man, and he's coming back to get a church. So, the mark of the beast is not far off. The mark of the beast, the Antichrist is getting ready for it. And within the next year, 2023, Yes, it's going to be dynamic. It's going to be explosive. It's going to be a eye-opener. It's going to be everything that the Bible said it's going to be. It's real. It's unique. It's genuine. It's authentic. It's not absolute. It's absolute. Absolute Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back to this earth. And let me tell you, you can go to church all you want, which I love going to church. But going to church is not going to get you to heaven. Please get that out of your system and say, look, it's going to the cross. You've got to go to the cross. You've got to fall down on your sin, bend the knees, and humble yourself. Because the Bible says many in that day should say, Lord, 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 did we cast out devils in your name? Did we did wonderful miracle works in your name? Lord, we did so many wonderful works. It was all this. And the Lord is going to look at him and say, what? Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I ain't never knew y'all. Y'all just a bunch of phonies. Be cast into the lake of fire. 
Oh yes, it's coming. It's coming. You can fool you can fool me some of the time, but you can't fool God none of the time. He knows your down sitting, your uprising. He knows the number of hands in your head. He knows everything about you. You can't hide from him. Come on, church. Quit lying on each other. Quit talking about each other. Go to the go to the altar, fall on your knees, say, Lord, forgive me the way I've been acting, because the way you've been acting, it sure ain't Christ like. I can't see Christ at all. Only thing I see is yourself and your self little righteousness. But your own righteousness, your own thinking is as filthy as rags. Dirty rags at that. Thessalonians tells you that the temple will be built. Apostle Paul says, remember, remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things, and now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time? What we, what, what's holding back? What's holding back the Antichrist from not coming now? The Holy Spirit. Where's the Holy Spirit at? The Holy Spirit is in the church of the born-again believer. When Christ comes back to get the church, he's not going to remove the Holy Spirit, but he's going to remove the church in which the Holy Spirit of those that have been born again, when he removes that, then the wicked one will be revealed. He cannot be revealed now because the church is still here. But after he is what? After he is after the church is raptured up, there won't there will not be one saved person up on this earth. Do you hear what I'm saying? There won't be one saved person up on this earth until God sends the hundred and forty four thousand. After the hundred and forty four thousand preached for three and one half years, there will be a great host of numbers that got saved after the rapture of the church. The church will be in heaven at the judgment seat of Christ, getting their rewards at the Lamb's Supper, and we will be waiting for the time of the close of the seven-year tribulation, and we as a church, born-again believer, baptized believer, saved, sanctified, we will come back with Christ on white horses. And that's the truth. And the truth will make you free. When Christ comes back, he's coming back with his body. But before he come back, those 144,000 will be, woo, turning the world upside down. And John looked, and when he got through looking, he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who are these, and who are they, and where did they come from? And one of the elders said, don't you know? He said, no. He said, these are they. That I've been here for a long time. When I was when I was a little boy, I used to hear about that. These are they that come out of great tribulation. Oh, now I know. These are the tribulation saints, and these tribulation saints fulfill all the four classes of saints that will be in heaven: the Old Testament saints, the New Testament saints. The tribulation saints and the millennium saints, four classes of saints. And during the tribulation period, these saints will be killed in the middle 
of the tribulation because when the Antichrist sees that and when the war in heaven will take place, the UFOs and the aliens, the so-called aliens, and the wickedness out of first and second heaven will be cast to the earth. The Antichrist will be assassinated, as I told you before. A bullet would go through his head and he will be slain by an assassin bullet and he will be killed and he will lay on the morgue for three days and three nights. And on the third day, he will be resurrected by the power of Lucifer, the power of the dragon, the power of the devil, the power of the old serpent, doing his last trick to try to deceive the world. And by him trying to deceive the world, the world will see the resurrection of the false Christ, and the world will wonder and wonder. They will be amazed, and the whole world. This is what the Bible says. The whole world, what you talking about, preaching? The majority of the population will worship the beast. They will worship the devil. They will worship Beelzebub. They will worship the old dragon. They will worship the serpent that deceived Adam and Eve in the garden. And he's still deceiving. And these people will be saying, who is like the beast? And who is able to make war against him? Nobody will be able, no human being will be able to stop this supernatural, angelic archangel with millions of demons that will be hovering this earth and taking charge of people's minds and hearts and causing them to worship the beast. And they will worship him and they will honor him. They will love what he teaches. He teaches lies, and men love lies rather than the truth. He will teach them homosexual. He will teach them lesbianism. He will teach them drug addicts. He will teach every low-down, dirty, rotten, filthy sin that you can think of of all your life, and he will cause the world to say, this is what we want. We want this sin. We love this sin. Woo, this sin feels good. But let me tell you something. After sin is all over, it brings death to the human soul. And death needs to be separated, spiritual death. Separated from God forever. Because you lived in sin, you died in sin. And since you died in sin, You've got to be cut off from God forever because you rejected the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And this is what's going to happen during the time of the tribulation. But during the time of the tribulation, period, many will get saved because that's the number that no man can number. And after the devil has been resurrected, the Antichrist from the dead, he will say that he is God Almighty and he will sit in that temple. And he will set up an odd. He will set up an idol that's half human and half robot. A computer that will talk. A computer that will monitor every human being on the planet. A computer that's almost like human. A computer that have megabytes, millions of millions of megabytes 
that's able to find information on you megabyte time in the split second. And this year, Mark the Beast, which is a computer chip that will go under the, your skin and you will, what? You will be monitored. You will be damned. Because if you receive this mark during the mid period of the tribulation, if you receive this mark in your forehead or on your right hand, If you receive this mark on your forehead or on your right hand, you have already brought damnation on your soul. That means your soul, S-O-U-L, is damned forever. The only thing you will have be able to do is buy and sell. And for those that refuse the mark, will be beheaded for the faith that they have in Jesus Christ, knowing that this is deception of Satan. In the middle of the tribulation, it will get so dark, but yet still in all this darkness, after the 144,000 get through preaching the gospel, they will be slain. They will be killed, and God will redeem them from the planet. After they've been redeemed from the planet, the Antichrist comes and he sets up his computer-type system, and he will rule the world real heavy in the last three and one and a half years. He will be able to monitor you and hunt you down like a dog chasing a rabbit. After they slayed him, God said, all right, Lucifer, you don't got rid of 144,000, but I got two more men coming on the scene in the last part of the tribulation period. And these two men have power enough to shut up heaven and want to have power enough to turn water to blood. And these two men is no other than Moses and Elijah. Moses is the only prophet in the Bible that had power enough to turn the Red Sea into what? Turn the Red Sea into blood and brought ten plagues up on Egypt as he spoke. And Elijah was the only man that spoke that it would not rain for three and one half years, and God stopped the rain. He prayed again that it would rain, and it started raining. Well, he's going to do those same things in the latter part of the three and one half years of what? The tribulation period. And the world will get tired of them. The world will get fed up with them. The world will say, well, I'm tired of y'all trying to tell me how to live. I'm tired of God bothering me. I'm tired of God trying to turn me from wickedness to his right. I'm tired of it. And nobody will be able to kill them until the three and one half years are up. After the three and one half years of they shall be slain in the street of Jerusalem by the Temple Mount. And they will lay in the street for exactly three and one half days. After the three and one half days are over, 
they will be resurrected from, from land on top of the earth and ascended to heaven. And that concludes the end of the tribulation period because the sun is going to go out, the moon going to turn to blood with high blood pressure, and the sky is going to open up and stroll back, and God himself is going to reveal his son, Jesus Christ, and come back on a white horse. If you don't know Jesus tonight, you need to know him because this is what's going to happen. Everything that the word of God says is going to happen. A World War III is coming. A war between the Arabs and the Jews is coming. It's coming because the word said it's coming. When the Arabs find out that they cannot touch the Jewish people, it's going to make woo, Russia upset. And Russia said they couldn't do it, and Putin is going to have in his mind an evil thought. 38 and 39th chapter, we just tell you the whole picture. World War III is on the brink. World War III is when Russia says, I've got five other nations to come down from the northern of Moscow, and we are going to invade Jerusalem and take everything they got. And then God himself, the almighty God, there won't be one country upon this planet that will be able to defend Israel from Russia and the five confederate nations that will come with Russia. No nation will be able to stand against this Russian army, but God stomps his feet, flashes his eyes, claps his hands, strikes across the sky and rains fire and brimstone up on the soldiers and cause them confusion and they'll be running back into Siberia like a puppy with his tail between their legs because God said, you ain't messing with my people. You ain't messing with my people. I'm tired of the Gentiles trying to get rid of my people. These people are the ones that kept the sacred scripture. These are the ones that God used to show other nations there's only one true living God. These are the people that brought the Messiah into the world through Mary Woo! and Joseph. Woo! These are the people that come on with the Holy Scriptures. And these are the people that have the songs and wrote the Bible, Jeremiah, Isaiah, uh, Ezekiel. These prophets were Jewish prophets, and they held up the bloodstained banner. Although they rebelled against God, God said, I love you with everlasting love, and I will restore you back into your land. And God said, I got you back in the land. Now I'm coming back to restore the whole nation. These people, the Jewish people, are God's chosen people. And Russia is going to lose. And I know church won't be here. Church will be in heaven, and we will see how true the word of God is. We will see if Brother Bazaar reading from a funny book or a comic book or a jet magazine or Ebony Man. We're going to see what the Bible says God is going to do. He's going to restore this earth. And he's going to start restoring the earth after the tribulation period with the millennium reign. 
He's going to lock Satan up for a thousand years in the bottomless pit. He's going to cast the false prophet and antichrist into hell after the tribulation period. And he's going to judge the nations in the valley about 30 days. And then he's going to build a temple in the Millennium Temple, 40th chapter to the 48th chapter of Ezekiel. Jesus Christ is going to build his own temple, and he's going to sit in the temple, and he's going to rule the world a thousand years with a rod of iron, and it's called a theocracy government. Thank God he's going to rule. Won't be no more Republicans, no more Democrats, no more independents, no more voting, no more Ballots, no more cheating, no more backstabbing. God's going to rule with a rod of iron. In other words, God is going to take the tribulation saints that made it through the tribulation saints and let them enter into the millennium reign and repopulate the earth. And men will be able to live like 300 years, 400 years, 500 years, 800 years, and replenish the earth and give man one more test. One more test. He already don't gave us six already. He don't gave us innocent. He don't gave us. He don't gave us conscious. He don't gave us self-government. He don't gave us law. He don't gave us promise. He don't gave us grace. And now he's going to give man an opportunity to prove one thing to the devil and a whole creation. He's going to prove to the world that the fall of Satan was on his own and that one sin that you cannot blame on the devil, and that sin is unbelief. And unbelief, everybody that dies in unbelief will go to hell, period. That's it. Don't want to go. You know why? Because for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. My friends, I love you out there. I love every one of you that's listening. I thank God for keep on listening, keep on listening. And what I am saying, I'm not saying off the top of my head. I'm saying from the word of God and from the bottom of my heart, this is what's getting ready to happen. You watch the stock market. Watch Jesus Christ, but watch Jerusalem. Watch and see what's going on over there. You're going to find out exactly what the Bible said is coming true. It's already true. It's written on the sands of time. It's written in the sky. It's written on everything. Jesus Christ coming back. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Apostle Paul said, Confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead and thou shalt be saved. Saved from what? Sin, death, hell, grave.